This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 69, Amplify Your Life. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Becky Higgins, and with me is my friend and my co-host, Becky Proudfit, who is very apprehensive right now. Not apprehensive. I just yeah, am a are. little off kilter because you we don't pressed know. record for intro banter, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know what to banter about because, kid you not, you know we take turns leading content, and um, Becky is a content lead on this. I literally don't even know the title of this episode. That is correct. And that's actually a fun fact that they should know. As you're listening, you've already heard the title, but as at the time that we're recording this very moment, mm-hmm. we have not recorded the title, and that's very intentional, and Becky's about to find, find out why. I feel like I feel like this might be a staged intervention. I'm not sure. I'm not. We'll see. It's not. We'll see what happens. Totally intervening. No, it's not at all. Actually, but there's. I'm very excited. Actually, there are some things about this episode that will surprise and delight you. That's all. And I just asked Becky one thing. I said, "Can you just be ready to be vulnerable?" Which you know, she's never vulnerable, right? So only in safe places. This is what I'm learning, and this is kind of the lesson of this week. I've had a rough few weeks uh, mm-hmm. like just some sticky things coming up mm-hmm. and I realize vulnerability I, I place a high priority on safety and relationships and yes I'm always vulnerable on the podcast you recording are. because it's a safe place it is a safe and place. thank you for providing me a safe place plus you have a security blanket. and a security blanket when I need <laughs> do you also have an iTunes review to share with us back I sure do oh my gosh you know what hold hmm. on <gasps> We didn't even say Happy New Year, everybody. Oh, man. Because we're recording it earlier because obviously we're enjoying the holidays with our family. But hello. Happy January 1st, everybody. I can't even believe it. And also, how excited are you for 2020? Oh, that's well, listen, Mm -hmm. this whole episode is going to have you more excited about 2020 than you were before. Theme of 2020. Mm -hmm. It's on like Donkey Kong. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, now she's ready. I'm so excited for 2020. Some great things are happening. And I honestly, the older I get, the more I feel like secure with who I am and I understand those little weird things about me I like I understand myself so much better getting older rules seriously and, and you're sure that you didn't read the content that I kind of promised like- I didn't even <laughs> did you even put it in Dropbox I no, literally not Dropbox. did not even look no what you said is the perfect lead-in when we get there in a minute so dang <gasps> yes. girl you worked that one out okay first okay. I want to share this review with yes, you please. from az mom times four okay I'm also an AZ mom times four. Oh, you are. I know. Aww. I really am. Okay. Her, her title of her review is, it wasn't too long. I know. We keep talking oh. about the length of our episodes. Um, so she says, I loved episode 62, 2019 holiday gift guide. You mentioned a few times that you were going over and it was too long of an episode. But for me, the time flew by as I listened. I really like the suggestions and have looked at every website you mentioned. Please don't feel like you have to cut the time off or need to apologize for going over. Just own it and do your thing. I like what you guys do and listen to every episode and have since the beginning. Thank you, AZ Mom Times 4. Becky fills you. I really as do. As a fellow a- AZ mom of four. Yes. And also, correct. as you know, what's really cool about what she's saying is it's represented, she's representing a lot of other people who We've are like- We've gotten that comment quite a few yeah, times, how like, stop talking you, yeah. about it. Well, we don't actually talk about it that much, but um, but we do feel insecure sometimes about yes. the length because we don't want to- We, we just, value your time. Yes, we understand. The older I get, the more I understand that money is not my greatest resource, like time. 
Time is by far my most valuable resource. And so we want to make sure that we're spending your time wisely. We don't take that lightly. No, we sure don't, which is why that means so much to us. So we're going to now make the episodes four and a half hours in length. Correct. For the year. Correct. And I hope you like it. Welcome to 2020. (laughs) Okay. Not really. We're still going to keep it around the length that we have been, but anyway, it's, it's unless it's really good, in which case we're going to not stop until we're done. No, we're going to go as long as we possibly can. All right. So really though, in the interest of time, we'll keep this moving. And we are first going to hear a word from this week's sponsor. Can we talk about eyebrows for a minute? Mm -hmm. They are pretty much the jewelry of your face. If your brows are on point, it makes you feel like you can conquer the world. True story. At least that's how I feel. The problem is that a lot of eyebrow products are honestly a little daunting, leaving you feeling like you need a PhD to achieve the look you want. No, thank you. Simplicity is my love language, and thankfully, Shine Cosmetics has brow products that are simple. They have a brow kit that a lot of customers can't live without. They recently launched a new brow wand, which has quickly become a customer favorite as well, which by the way, there are only three color options for this contoured brow pencil, so finding the perfect shade isn't complicated. Complicated. My personal favorite though, fiber brow all day long. Yeah. We promise no matter which brow product you choose to help you with that finishing touch on your face, Shine Cosmetics will help you look like a rock star, regardless if you're a makeup artist or just learning how to use makeup for the first time. As always, Shine offers our listeners a 10% discount on anything and everything in their shop at shinecosmetics.com. Use the code Becky at checkout as many times as you make purchases and you always get free shipping on orders over $35. Becky's predicting that I'm going to cry precisely one and a half times. 1.5 times. <laughs> during the recording. So one time there will be tears and one time there will be, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> and then you won't actually cry. I, I'm telling you right now, I don't feel emotional. Okay. I feel really cool. I'm cool. Are you announcing your pregnancy or, or no? <laughs> Too soon? Too No? Okay. I'm 43 <laughs> and I'm not pregnant. And why do you keep bringing that up? Okay. Cause someday I'm manifesting it, <laughs> putting it out there in the universe. All right. We're really excited about this in very, very different ways. I'm excited because this is my baby, right? Like when yes. one of us takes the lead on the content, we feel very married to the content, right? We feel very excited about it. We feel really inspired about it. And then the other person is like, I don't know what I'm getting into, but let's go. I trust you. I know it's going to be good. So my excitement is more like I'm going to a restaurant that I've never eaten at before and Mm. I don't even know what's there, but I know that it's going to be delicious. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be delicious. Yes. Well, I hope so. I hope so. Um, as the timing of this happens to be the new year, it's a new year, right? And uh, people are typically thinking about goals, resolutions, pretty typical thinking around this time. And so this is definitely a relevant time to be thinking about a fresh start. Would you agree? I totally agree. I think even if you don't want to be thinking about a fresh start, this is true. The stress of trying to not think about a fresh start is immense, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you. So you might as well get intentional about it. Might as well. Well, take, put on your big girl pants and take control. Let's do it. And what better way than to be hanging out with, your friends, the Beckys, right? <laughs> so we can work through this stuff together. Put on our big girl pants together. And we, we have on our stretchy pants today, but and, we're which by sure. the way are literally stretchy because what do we do sometimes before we record? We hike. We go hiking. 
we go hike and clear our minds. We clear our minds. We don't even talk about what we're recording usually. We just no. go clear our minds. It's mm-hmm. awesome. And we hike this morning, so you know it's going to be good. So my question for you, Beck, with regards to the new year, with resolutions, goals, what do you mm-hmm. think the problem is with uh, a lot of times when people are like, okay, here I go. Here are my goals. I'm going to make a list, check it twice. I think we make goals that um, are actually – Wow. Okay. How do I say this articulately? Oh, you just say it. We make goals because we want to feel a different way about ourselves. Okay. And we set that expectation on like, okay, this year I'm going to lose 25 pounds or this year I'm going to work out three days a week, no matter what. And those are great things. Mm -hmm. Losing weight is a good thing. Like being healthy is a great thing. Goals are a great thing. Yeah. But I think sometimes we what we're really saying underneath the goal is like, I want to feel differently about myself in my life. And we need to get a little bit more intentional and dig a little deeper to figure out what is actually going to get us there. Because we set these lofty goals that nobody can achieve and then we don't achieve them because we're human beings and we give up entirely because we can't, you know, we can't be perfect. So we're just going to not do anything. That's it. And it leaves us back in the same place we were in December. Or or if not worse, right? Because now we're really discouraged. And that's the problem that I've seen happen in my own life is Mm -hmm. I set goals that end up being kind of unattainable mm-hmm. and a little overzealous. And then there's nothing wrong with, it's so great to set goals, but then I feel like when I do it that way in the traditional sense of like, I'm just going to make a list of goals. I set myself up for failure. Mm-hmm. I don't like feeling like a failure. It's not my favorite feeling. One of my favorite lines from, um, it's a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. We just went through the Christmas season is, um, when Clarence is getting assigned to come down to George and, God is telling Clarence, like, what his job is. He says, Clarence says, well, what's wrong with him? And he says, is he sick? No. Is he having trouble? No. And and Heavenly Father says, it's even worse than that. He's discouraged. And so Clarence is sent to George, like, essentially to fix his discouragement. Because discouragement is is tough. It's really tough. It can be is the single stuck. thing that can bring us so far down. Mm-hmm. And and setting goals while well-intentioned can be the very thing that brings about even more discouragement than we mm-hmm. ever would have thought. Totally. And so I think that's why I feel really inspired to share what we're going to talk about in this episode because I feel like these types of things are going to be very foundational and valuable before you even hit pen to paper and make a list of goals of any kind. Yeah. So to be clear, it's not bad to set goals. I think I really, really hope that you'll feel inspired to put pen to paper. Mm -hmm. But first let's go a little, maybe it's not about setting goals. It's about setting the right goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good way to put it and be more intentional about it and not just slapping something else out there like 25 pounds to lose or I'm going to, you know, whatever. Everyone has different goals, so I don't want to go into all the examples. But I wanted to just mention that I feel like I am more me than ever before. Would Uh, you agree with that for yourself? 1,000%. And I'd agree with it for you. Like, I feel like both of us this year have faced some really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. things that we needed to process through in our lives. As we've done this work with the podcast, it's kind of opened both of us up to a new sense of vulnerability. Totally. Um, I thought I was vulnerable before. This is so different. But I'm telling you, and I know this is the same for you, sitting in those quiet moments by myself, um, I feel more 
at peace and I feel like I've more wholly embraced who I am. Mm-hmm. Like it's a really good place to be. It's a very good place to be. And we have so much work to do always as human beings. We're always progressing, right? So it's not like we feel like we've arrived. We're I know, here. check, we're done. Yeah, no, not even at all. Not even a little bit. But I really, when I was processing how I've been feeling lately, um, it, you know, speaking on the flip side of discouragement, I feel more empowered than ever because I feel like I have a better sense of my existence. I've always known who I am in a spiritual sense. I've always had confidence in knowing my purpose on earth, but really getting a sense of like who I am and what I'm about and what I'm doing here and what's my, you know, everything like that. It was feeling really, really, really big. I've been able to narrow it down for this particular episode, but before I go there, I just want to ask you why, why do you think you feel that way for yourself? Like, how did you like short answer? Don't go so deep, so deep, so quickly, but how come this year, why do you think you got to this point that you feel like more a version of you closer to your potential than before? And it's not because we're just older than we were last year, right? That would be great if age was the immediate solution. I mean, experience helps. I think people would be a lot more excited about getting older though, honestly, if that was the solution every time. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that for me, I have always had a life of a lot of motion, but my motion this year has been particularly intentional I have done things um, I've learned. I've put myself in a position of learning more about myself. And as I went through motions of doing things that scared me or go working through discomfort, insight and perspective found me as I was moving towards mm. that goal, even though I wouldn't have said like, okay, this is what you need to do to move towards this. Do A, B, C, D, and E. As I was doing things grasping at straws like seeing what stuck like that was where the perspective kind of found me was as I was moving along that path myself I love the way you word that the perspective found you if you're a note taker while listening to podcasts something I think that you should write down is something that Becky just said which you guys know was not planned ahead because she has no idea no idea where I'm going with this episode I want you to write down how important it is to position yourself because you just talked about that Mm -hmm. it's something that we both bleed in it's not in my notes for this episode so I'm making it a note as for myself um that that is again and again and again and forever and always and eternally true if mm-hmm. you position yourself very intentionally, you will reap the blessings of that. You just will. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, I'm so excited for this part. Okay. We haven't yet recorded the title. We're about to record the title after we finish this episode. Right. But I want you to know that the title is Amplify Your Life. Oh, she's going to cry. <laughs> no, she's not going to cry. I want you to know where this oh, inspiration came from that's everyone blessed. that's a 0.5 cry you have going on over it's there it's a 0.5 cry because it i have a so 0.5 much cry oh my gosh that hey. really touches my heart i know it does oh. so amplify amplify and amplification is something that has resonated so deeply with becky with you mm-hmm. this year and it's something that you've talked about you've shared about it on instagram and as soon as you use that word i i of course it resonated with me and i just kind of tucked it in my back pocket yeah I was really struggling as I developed this kind of scaffolding with how to narrow down what I was, because really what I was originally going to call it is who are you and what are you about, right? You know, that my working title was that because, and that's just so big. It's so big and it's so much and it's too much. It's really like, it's too, it's too overwhelming. And so I felt really inspired about the word amplify and I knew that you would love that. So we are going to talk about amplifying your life because it has meant something for you. 
um, very deeply, which you'll have a chance chance to talk about that. But let's go let's go straight to the dictionary first, right? Let's just yes. talk about what amplify means. And no, I did not make, make up my own special definition the way that you did. <laughs> when I didn't autonomy. find the autonomy definition I wanted, I just made it up myself. Yes. Yep, you sure did. And I love that so much. But what I want the listener to do, as you guys are listening, I'm going to share some of these definitions that come from, you know, dictionary sources. And I want you to be thinking about what amplify means in your life. That's what we're talking about today. So here are some of them. Cause to become more marked or intense. To expand by the use of detail or illustration or by closer analysis. To make larger, greater, or stronger, as in amount, importance, or intensity. To increase the size or effect of something. To enlarge or extend. To increase the strength or amount. You get the idea, right? I like every single one of those I know. definitions. I know. And so maybe before we go any further... I want you to tell me back yes. what it has meant to you to amplify in your life this year. Why has that word been so significant to you? And why did you end up talking about it? So when amplify, and what Becky's talking about is I was I was at a brand school and I was trying to get what I was about down to like one thing, which is incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I do what I do in my life because I want to amplify goodness in myself and amplify goodness in others. And for myself, I think why it was so profound for me is before this, I had always approached like, I need to be better. I need to change. Like I need to become better than I am right now. When I realized the shift for me this year was I don't actually need to change. There's nothing wrong with me. And I have every piece of everything that I need to be and owning who I am and amplifying the pieces of me that, um, that bring light and that bring goodness, filtering everything through amplification rather than change mm-hmm. has brought me to a much um, more profound love for who I am, for who I always was. And so it never was about changing to become something else. It was really about stripping away and remembering and and going back to who I've always been in the best way. And amplifying specific parts of your life that you felt needed to be amplified. But the interesting thing is as I stripped away the need to become maybe like other people that I had compared myself to, Mm. um, those pieces naturally amplified. Like it naturally happened. And I was able, like you were saying, to be me in a way that I never have before, in a way that that is the most effective way how I can change the world, starting with myself. Mm Mm-hmm. I just love it. And I want to help other people do that same thing. Which is part of amplification. Which is part of amplification. And, and I love that it said extend, yes. stretch, learn, become more intentional, expand, um, strength. Like all those words, mm-hmm. like every single one of those definitions had a word that I could be like, I yes. have extended myself further, not just time or whatever, but just extended myself beyond the level of, dis- to, to a level of discomfort so that I could grow. Like I had to extend to grow. Right. And I had to, one of them said something about, um, learning, uh, I was like one or two or three, but learning something about stripping Cl- back to closer analysis, closer analysis. Yes. I've had a lot of closer that analysis. Takes work. Oh, to yeah. be honest, um, I, I work with, um, a life coach who I love a lot. Becky and I both have worked with her. Like I love her a lot, a lot. And, has helped me do some really close analysis of some unresolved things I had that I've been able now to address and 
um, which helps you to then amplify, not just amplify, but amplify things in your life that need to be. Absolutely. Amplify, amplify every piece of my life and my story. I love that. I love every single one of those words. I'm actually going to make you send that to me and like that will become part of my mantras for 2020 because those are the best definitions ever. So we can be done now. No. So this was good. This was real good. <laughs> so You're clearly started. you have some feelings about this. I love it. I love that word. I know you love that word. And uh, like I said, when you said that word and you used that word and shared it, you were in fact amplifying in the sharing of talking about it, right? Because you were realizing- And that's a part of amplification. Yes. You cannot amplify without sharing. Right. You cannot. It doesn't have to be public. It doesn't have to be be social media, but you've got to share it. With the people you love, you have Mm -hmm. to share in your spheres of influence. And I think maybe that as I'm- the best part about this, guys, is as I don't understand or know this content, as I'm saying things, like I can feel in my bones that it's true. And that's the beauty of having conversations like these and friendships like these is when you are able to talk about these things and and vocalize what you think you might be feeling. Once you say it or write it even better, you feel the truthfulness of it, right? And And I think that for me, being able to bring who I am into my spheres of influence in a way that I never have before um, has been so uncomfortable and a whole new level of vulnerability, but also has allowed me to to shine, like not in like a public way, but has allowed me to truly embrace the light inside of me and and allow that to just be. And that's going it's back so to awesome. the question I was asking you a minute ago, which is how do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I've asked myself that same question. How is I it know, that I'm feeling this answers. way now? Like, why is that, why this year did I feel so much more closer to my pot- potential than before? Um, and, and really I could just say ditto to everything you just said, right? Like that's kind of the, you have to put in the work as a side note about amplification with regards to the work that Becky and I do specifically with the podcast, we have talked about this, but we amplify, um, in that we're talking about things that we feel really are so important to be talking about. And also we amplify the voices of those who we invite to be guests on the show. Mm -hmm. And we love and adore and honor that role that we have in being able to help um, these people who are incredible human beings add their voices to this ongoing conversation that we're having about cultivating a good life. That is another way that amplification has manifested itself in our lives, which is so cool. Now, Do you think said that. this year that you have been more intentional about like, because we go into interactions with people, like, I feel like I'm in a different place where I am really looking for, like, I'm, I'm like almost searching for people's light as I meet them in a way that I wasn't. And hmm. that coupled with <clears throat> the fact that I am now courageous and brave enough to, when I see something like that, which everyone has vocalizing that and being like you are awesome Mm -hmm. you have such an amazing thing to share with the world being more intentional about recognizing and then vocalizing that I think has created a different kind of connection in my life but do you know how you got to that point no you connected with amplification Mm -hmm. do you see what I'm saying and that's why I think this word amplify kept coming back to me for what we're talking about is you already had identified that you are an amplifier Mm-hmm. You're like, this is who I am. I amplify. I amplify yeah. my voice. I ampl- amplify the, um, the, what this means and my beliefs and my core values. And I also amplify the awesomeness that is in other people. Yes. And it's through those connections. But anyway, I just wanted to kind of bring that full circle because I don't know that if you 
if you never did the intentional work, mm-hmm. I don't think you would have ever gotten to the point where you recognized and identified what amplification meant for you. And right. therefore, I don't think that you would have gotten to the point of not only sh- seeing and sharing the light in others, but that you would have felt those kinds of connections. Would yeah, you agree with that? For sure. Well, the thing is, I hate to break this to you, but this episode is not about you, in fact. What? <laughs> I want to hear your answers. Well, no, I, we're going to get to that. We're, okay. we're This is a conversation. You have to cry 1.5 no, times. I, no, okay. I, I'm not. I got the 0. 0.5, I think, because I felt really excited to but share with you. But my 0.5 is like a 10. So I need a 1.5 <laughs> out of you. Okay? Okay, we know that this episode is about you, the listener. That's who this is for. That is why we have microphones in front of us today is because we want to help you feel amplified in your life. So the question that I would invite you to ask yourself right now is how do you figure out what amplifying your life looks like. In other words, how do you get to that feeling of being way more in touch with who you are and what you're about than ever? So mm. so there are three in my head as I've really pondered this for weeks now, because you know yeah. I've been working on this for a long time. Um, there are three distinct things in my mind that will help each of us get there. Because I, like I said back, you and I still have a lot of growing to do. And so this is for us just as much as it is for anyone listening. Number one, I invite you to understand better autonomy. Aww. Ooh, what does that yes. sound like? Totally agree with that. Okay. We need to go back to episode 66. Mm-hmm. If you have not yet listened to episode 66, it is probably in my top three favorite episodes of content that Becky Proudfit has led. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I, I very love much it. enjoyed it too. I loved it so much, not only because I related to a lot of it, but because I learned from it. That's always the goal. Mm-hmm. I have, I, I have things in my life I want to feel validated for like, okay, I'm on track, I'm doing this. And I have things that I need to learn in order to progress and to improve. And that episode 66 about autonomy is so well done, Becky. You were so inspired and it's so important that we all learn more about what autonomy is and what it looks like. So I'm just putting it out there like, yeah, please understand, understand autonomy better than ever before. And it will bless you tremendously. Well, and, and what Becky's saying if you didn't listen to episode 66, go listen to it. But just a quick one sentence version of that is we sometimes become lost in these roles that we play and we, we have a hard time figuring out like who, who we even are or remembering who we even are. And Mm -hmm. so really untethering ourselves from those roles and viewing ourselves as an individual and not just a wife or a mom or a friend or a daughter or whatever the roles you play are, um, is really amazing slash hard slash life-changing work do it do it (laughs) do the thing simple okay so we have a friend jody moore some of you have heard us talk about her or some of you have known her for years she's a life coach also speaking of life coaches that we love Mm -hmm. but she has a podcast called better than happy and we've had jody on the show and i subscribe to her newsletter and recently this is what jody put in in this particular newsletter that i was like ooh, this is Jody often does Jody. that in her newsletters. If you don't subscribe to Jody's newsletter, do it because yeah. it, it's it's very very impactful, short, mm-hmm. bite-sized, yep. amazing nuggets of wisdom. She's and good truth. stuff. This is what she said. I used to think I wanted everyone to like me. I thought that would be ideal even though I knew it wasn't really possible. I thought that if everyone liked me, it would be because I was doing pretty awesome. But I was wrong. In order to get even the majority of the people to like you, you must be very bland. If you have unique opinions, interests, characteristics, or ideas, you will be adored by some and disliked by others. But that's what we truly want to be, right? Opinionated. 
unique, interesting, different. Lean into who you truly are. Some people won't like that, but it's okay. You're not for everyone. Your people will adore it. You don't have to cry. But I feel a lot of things right now just reading those words back. I feel a lot of things. It's okay. It's better than okay. It's like exactly how it's supposed to be. We are not supposed to be for everyone. We Mm -hmm. as individual human beings in our personal relationships, in our work, in our public, whatever, in our whatever, whatever, we are not going to be for everyone. Yeah? Yes. You okay with that? That has been a tough pill for me to swallow this year. Without going into detail, that has been a really hard transition I've made. And I always think about our friend Macy Robison said to me back in March, Becky and I were talking with her and she said, becoming close to your purpose is like being a magnet. You're going to attract more people and you're going to repel more people. Mm -hmm. And truth. And that is true. That is truth. (laughs) And the key is, is becoming okay with that. Yes. Please be okay with it. I will be honest. This is not like I'm still not okay with it. Like I'm still working through some of this and I work very hard to become okay with it, Mm -hmm. but I'm not there. I'm getting there, but I'm not there. But you're getting there. But I'm getting there. And that's the point. Yes. One step at a time. Um, I'm going to refer back. One hike at a time, let's be honest. (laughs) I'm going to refer to another episode, a very treasured, adored episode of our podcast. As I say, as I'm giggling, episode one. (laughs) Why? Because we talked about letting your freak flag fly. Do you remember that? For sure. Okay. So you brought that up. You brought that up because you had heard that advice and it resonated so much with you. And, and the reason I'm bringing that up as we kind of round out this first point of, of really understanding autonomy is, <clears throat> girl, you got some quirky things about you. Yeah, I do. I'm talking to our listener, but yeah. And all also. of us. <laughs> I'm just validating, yes, you're a weirdo. I'm no, a weirdo. Right. We're all weirdos. Like we're, we have things about us that are just quirky. And I say to that, awesome, yeah. awesome. Do not shrink because of it. Mm. Shine, baby, shine. Shine, baby, shine. I love that. For real. Like, we really need to be better. And this is why I have felt closer to who I really am and why I've embraced more than ever who I am as a person because I'm noticing more than ever some of my freakishness, for lack of a better word. Some of your freak flags. I mean, I have some quirks, right? I have some things about me that I, before I felt like I needed to just kind of hold back on them or I would feel insecure about them or I would want to... I was a people pleaser. You think it's something you need to change about yourself. Yes, I do. Like, I really need to eradicate the weird things about me so that I'm more socially palatable for the masses. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was a good sentence. Socially palatable for the masses. That was how I lived my life. No, that really, that was how I lived my life before this is I knew I had those things that like with that maybe one friend, I could like totally let it all fly. Mm -hmm. But really, I was trying to make myself more palatable for everyone else. Mm. That is good. I'm marinating. And it left a bad taste in my mouth. See what I did there? <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. Well, and what have we talked about with in our friendship and why it works so well is, man, that freak flag is a fly-in. Flying high. It's flying and high. Proud. Right? Like we yeah. are exactly who we are without yeah. with each other, without yes. holding back. And so we have moments of total vulnerability, which can manifest itself in totally different ways, right? It can yeah. be 
emotional on the verge of tears, or it could be really angry or frustrated or discouraged. It could be like, I feel really crappy about myself and this is why, or man, I'm having these feelings about someone, but I don't want to, that I want to like them, but they're making me mad right now. Right. These are all things that we, that are a little freakish and we don't have to be so reserved with one another because it's such a safe place. I just had an aha moment. Uh Uh-huh. Aha moment. But did Oprah. my rambling actually make sense? A hundred percent. Okay, I'm a just saying, percent. like, I, I'm, what mm-hmm. I'm saying, if I may, is that sometimes, sometimes a really good, healthy relationship is actually the thing that helps you to be more autonomous. Yes. And it helps you to be more of the version of who you know you already are that mm-hmm. you just were maybe holding back on. So go get yourself a really good friend. Go get yourself a good friend. <laughs> Even better be in an awesome marriage. Be, yeah, be in an awesome marriage, <laughs> right? And and I think that's when you say like we're open and vulnerable and angry if we're angry and sad if we're sad. I think it's important to note that like um we we're actually talking about this this morning with our friend Amy, but our relationship, um I don't ever feel unsafe in our relationship and I've realized this year that being safe in relationships is my ultimate love language is mm. being safe. Mm-hmm. And being accepted is my if I don't feel safe, like we can't move on. And I think the key is, though, is if you're coming at this from a place of like, I want to be open and vulnerable and tell my friend whatever's on my mind because I want her to know. And it might it might be aggressive, like you might find yourself being aggressive. What Becky said was key is that when one of us is feeling crappy about ourselves, I'm not going to come in. Um, edgy and ornery and like project it onto something else like literally we'll just say I feel really bad about myself I'm doubting myself as a mother those are hard words you'll to say. say it that's your point we'll you're gonna it. own it and just say because it, if you don't own it. or say what you're actually yes. feeling it will oftentimes come out as frustration impatience anger absolutely because you're not actually because you think you're being vulnerable by expressing negative emotion, but you're not even really hitting the nail on the head of what you're actually You're not feeling. addressing the thing that needs so to be So it doesn't addressed. ever turn to anger. So yeah. when Becky says like, oh, if she's having an off day and is angry, never does that come out and being verbally inappropriate to me. Or there are ways to express in friendship um, frustrations or needs or whatever while keeping it a safe place. And I think that's really important to highlight is if you're feeling like you want to be verbally abusive, which sometimes feels awesome, let's be honest. Um, Maybe yell into a pillow? No, but really (laughs) what you need to do is get in touch with what you're actually feeling because it's probably insecurity or you're feeling bad about yourself and it's not about the anger. It's about all those Mm -hmm. other things. So being able to express what the other things are You have to uncover those layers though. You have to. And really to uncover those layers, which somebody might be like, well, but how? How do you even get to the root? Well, just take a minute Mm-hmm. And be still. We'll talk about that more later because I always do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to really ponder that and, and understand, okay, so right now I'm feeling this. It's kind of a yucky feeling, but why? And then answer that and then go another layer. Okay, so why am I feeling that? Mm-hmm. And just dig a couple layers down to really understand what's at the root. And don't it's be usually afraid. not the thing on the surface. Oh, never. It's never the thing on yeah. the surface. And I have learned that it's okay for me to say like, I think I'm feeling like I'm a bad mom. And then I'll say it and I'm like, no, I don't actually feel that way. Mm. Okay, I think I'm doubting my abilities. Okay, that feels true. Mm. Like it's okay to say things that you're not sure if they're true to figure out if they're true. That's kind of how I often do that. I verbally process with yes, you know, my husband or you know, you can verbally process people. on your own. By the way, oh, Sit totally. In the car where you feel like you have total privacy. Mm-hmm. If you need to verbally process and just say the words and get to the root of the issue, do that, and you'll feel it when you've said what actually. 
is happening mm-hmm. when you have when you've gotten to a place you'll say it and you're like oh that might be it that could possibly be what's happening mm-hmm. here and, and that's a great way to figure it out i also want talk you to, to know, yourself in cars yes i Hashtag, do it that's awesome actually i don't i don't talk to myself out loud very much i pray out loud though i, I do, do pray out loud in private settings like the car um i just before we move on just need to declare i actually don't get angry i promise you not because i need other people to know that for myself i've identified with myself i literally never get angry but i get very edgy and edginess to me is like i'm uncomfortable this is weird i don't know why i feel this way but i just i think edginess is the thing that comes right before if you don't acknowledge the edginess Mm -hmm. you would blow up you Probably. not maybe you but anyone yeah like, but edginess, someone might. is that yes, is that emotion of like, like i feel like i'm teetering a little mm-hmm. bit here yeah but no. moving on from edginess and anger <laughs> here's the second big thing um and this one's shorter but i wanted to just emphasize the power of making decisions ahead of time mm. okay now this can be applied in every airy day airy airy day, day sorry i have that's an inside joke because i don't know where you picked it up from i don't know where i picked it up but I, when I you know. say it it makes me laugh airy so day. airy day anyway we're both from the east coast was that a thing that you picked up in your childhood no okay. i literally have no idea where it came moving from. on cars the movie maybe <laughs> mater i don't know so this whole idea of making decisions ahead of time is a principle that i share often with my kids when i think of all the things i share with them that one's like on repeat because it's it's blessed me. There are decisions that I made as a youth. There are decisions I make as an adult. There are decisions that I've made ahead of time that have served me well because I already made the decision, right? It's just, it's not rocket science. If you make the decision ahead of time, then when you're in a situation, you're not confused. You're not teeter tottering over what should I do? You already decided. And so as an adult, I've needed to rediscover this for myself. Right. And that's been really powerful. I'm going to let you guys, as you're listening, like fill in the blanks there. I don't need to illustrate with a lot of stories on this particular point. Um, but I do have a couple examples because I think it needs to make sense. It does. To, I'm okay. like craving a little illustration. Okay. I'll give so you a little bit. get me going. Get sure. me started. You betcha. Okay. You ready for this? Give it to me. I've got a feel. So uh, the decision that I made um, earlier this year when I was after the anxiety stuff that I was going through and then kind of getting myself healthier as I made a decision that hiking was officially a part of my life and that I just did it because I love it. And it's a regular thing, right? That's a decision making made ahead of time. Meaning when I wake up every day and I'm tired or, you know, I'm busy or I have 15,000 excuses of why I'm not going to actually go hike. I had already made the decision. It's not, it's not, uh, point of discussion with myself anymore. I do it because I already decided it's a part of my life. So I, you will yeah. find me on a mountain at least three times a week because you know I'm not making a decision every day. Yes. And a, um, how am I trying to say this? It's not, it's not a time management decision. It literally is just, this is what I do. No, this is just what I do. Right. I made the decision. What were you right. going to say? I like that because also I think the underlying decision that you're making, um, is that being on the mountain hiking helps you. And I know it, but, but that's a decision like it is. assigning that this is valuable and this activity helps me to become more centered. Mm-hmm. Um, the act of becoming centered is just as much about the decision that this activity causes you to be centered as it is about you doing the activity. Hashtag agree. Totally. Well done. Okay. So here's another example. Um, as 2019 was rounding out and, um, as Becky, you and I were wrapping up travel for 2019 and we were both like, holy cow, we really need to like, make sure that we have this in check. Yeah. Mostly for ourselves, for our families in 2020. What did we do? I literally got out my notebook and a mm-hmm. pen and I physically mapped out 
the calendar year, yeah. month by month by month, what and wrote down, travel. here's all of the things that we think we want to do. And then what did we do? We crossed off the things that were not non-negotiable. And so there are a lot of things that are great opportunities, and this would be awesome, and they would love this, or we would love this, or whatever. <clears throat> but instead, because we were thinking about it ahead of time, hello, hashtag begin with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I threw in two hashtags within a 60 seconds, 60 seconds. I know I was wondering, but I don't know why you go hashtag. I'm just going to continue on with my thought. (laughs) Um, when we decided to be more intentional about what this year will look like for us, we took the mark. I did at first by myself. I'm like, this is, this is not, this is an option. Mm-hmm. This is, this is not, this is, this is right. not. And so that was an important exercise for me because now going into this year, I have already decided that's the point I'm trying to make here. I've made a decision ahead of time that I will be traveling this X amount, right? right. Which is not more or less than what I feel is appropriate for me, for my family. Right. And then of course we did that together because some of our travel is together. So that was really important. I have one more example. Yes. I've made a decision that eating together as a family is what we do. Why does this matter? Because in doing so, I've let go of the all or nothing mentality about what that looks like. You know, I always talk about dinners, right? Because you know that that's one of my biggest insecurities, pain points, struggles. And I have made the decision that no matter what, we're eating dinner as a family. And you have helped me as a friend to realize that it can look like ready-made pizza that you pop in the oven. It can look like a pre-made Costco meal. These are things I know. I'm like, I'm well in my family life. Right. You understand the Costco is an option. And yet I've needed this past year to remember that like that is acceptable instead of thinking that everything's from scratch and it's all at 5 p.m. And because I've had to be insanely flexible with picky palates and a husband's work schedule that's Mm -hmm. crazy unpredictable. Right. Yep. And so those are just a few examples. I, I don't know that. if you wanted Good to sh- job. Okay. Thank you. Proud of you. Thank you so, so very much. Now here's the other thing that I have to say though, is that but. with the decisions that we make ahead of time, mm-hmm. we have to be flexible. We have to be flexible because you cannot be so rigid with your goals that you miss opportunities for major growth. And like that's the thing. I major, think major growth. When we, when we make the goal about the check mark of achieving the goal, sometimes we miss the point of the goal. Yeah. I actually wrote about this, um, couple days ago I wrote about Christmas traditions and how I'm so firmly rooted in traditions because I think it's like the vein of consistency that like keeps your family together long term and then the year I had cancer for Christmas I realized that the three Christmas trees with the different themes perfectly curated like truly didn't matter to me anymore and I had lost sight of in an effort to curate traditions, I had lost sight of why I curated traditions, and it was to bring togetherness to my family. And so that year, we really took a hard look at all the things we did, and we paired it back to really only the things that we felt like truly brought our family together. If you, and it left us room to do other things. Yes. You know what I mean? And this year, same thing. Experience. I haven't made any cookies yet. Um, this episode's airing New Year's Day, but mm-hmm. we're a little bit before Christmas, and I, there's a lot of things we haven't done and have opted to like stay in and snuggle and watch movies with the kids and because when I separated the the I love a gold star who doesn't love a gold star when I took my need for a gold star away like I was actually able to accomplish my real goals more efficiently awesome well done thank you and if you didn't already listen to our Christmas episode which aired on Christmas day Becky talks more about 
kind of the experience that got her to that point. So now as we're recording this, I'm glad to hear that that has been what your, your Mm -hmm. holiday experience is more like as you've really got to the root of why you wanted those traditions in the first place, which has made you even more intentional with your time, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. Okay. The third big thing, um, that I feel like is imperative as we figure out this kind of growth for ourselves and deciding what it means to amplify our life. Um, I'm going to invite you guys to ponder some things about yourself and write them down. The heck down. I know. I almost said freaking write it down, but then that sounded so like abrupt. Sounded a little <laughs> aggressive, Rebecca. Very much, but I no, really like, how do you emphasize how important it is to write things down? So there's two <sighs> parts to it. Writing okay. it down helps you to process what you actually think sure and feel. Sure the heck does. And discover things you didn't realize you thought and felt as mm-hmm. you write it down. Mm-hmm. Number two, if you don't write it down, I know the thoughts you're having in your head are like, I had this moment of I know exactly what I want to do. And I will always remember because this moment is so profound in my mind right now. Yeah, no. Sister, no. Mm-mm. Like it will, I literally have had ideas for like the most amazing content and I'm like I will write that down as soon as I get home tonight and then of course I don't and it's gone mm-hmm. like it's totally gone inspiration comes when it comes for a reason and you've yes. got to find a way you have Even to if find you speak a way it to your phone and just text it to yourself or it just however this looks for you well, and go, go ahead. ahead I just want to finish up and say I love how you said that inspiration comes for a reason like let's not let's not lose sight of the fact that when you have those moments of clarity those moments are a gift Like you need to treat them as a gift and not just cast them aside or bury them. Like it's a gift you've been given. And so dude, open that present. Dude, don't not receive that gift. Right? Write it down. And part of receiving it is writing it down. Well, that's the perfect, perfect comment to proceed what I'm about to share because I have a list of ideas of the way that you can write some things down. Ooh. Now, this is going to feel a little overwhelming. My goal is to not overwhelm. You guys know this will be in show notes. I'll let you know if it gets overwhelming. Okay. Just go ahead. Call me out. But I want to give you, it's not a long list because honestly, Becky and I have so much to share about all of this that that's why we're working, um, surprise, on an audio course. We're telling them, I'm telling them, I'm spilling the beans right now. She spilled it. They need to know that we're working on something so special and so amazing. So just get ready and get excited. That's all I'm going to say. Get ready, get excited, get all the things. Get your pen out. Get your pen out. Um, But this is just barely even touching, just scratching the surface of of what more we want to encourage you to do. But I'm going to give you a handful of ideas of, when I say I need you to ponder about these things in your life and write them down some of you might be like, what is she talking about though? Like, what am I actually writing down? I don't, Mm -hmm. I'm not a journaler. I don't have these stories, grand stories to tell. So I'm giving you those prompts right now. Like I said, they'll be in the show notes, but what I want you to pay attention to is as I'm just listing off some ideas, something's going to spark. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel, you're going to feel one of these ideas is like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. I could probably write about that. Right even if I don't feel like a writer, okay? Mm -hmm. Because it's not about the words and how they're articulated. It's just putting pen to paper or sitting on your laptop or voicing it to your phone, whatever. Um, You could write about what sets your soul on fire, okay? Just the question. It's very simple. And you've heard the phrase. In fact, it's overused a bit. Becky and I use it all the time personally. But when I say to you right now, I'm, I'm asking you the question, what sets your soul on fire? And before you answer, I want you to give yourself permission to not qualify whatever your answer is. If you want to write down that I seriously want to be a trapeze artist and then talk yourself out of it, like literally don't qualify it. Like mm-hmm. whatever comes into your head as like sparking joy, 
write right. it down. But you it doesn't even to have validate to validate or justify. Well, and part of that is that it doesn't have to be a big thing. It's not mm-hmm. like a big thing that you want to pursue. It could be that what sets your soul on fire is sitting on the couch with your little ones reading books. Or going to bed at night. Yes. Let's be honest. Really? Like, like anything. Okay. Yeah. So no qualifiers. And we won't talk anymore about that because we want you to fill in the blank. What sets your soul on fire? Spend five minutes when we finish this episode, write that down. Okay. Or, um, you could write about your strengths and weaknesses. Now I do want to talk about this for a second. Okay. You ready to be vulnerable all day long? Okay. Cause I have examples if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Becky could also tell you my weaknesses. I really could. Go ahead. Um, but th- this is the point though. It's not, let's list the strengths and let's li- list the right. weaknesses. What I'm talking about is I want you to identify one of your weaknesses mm-hmm. that also can be a strength. And I've got one, an easy one for me and I've got an easy one for you, but I'm giving you a chance first to identify one for yourself mm-hmm. that could be perceived, forget about other people's opinions, but it could yes. be perceived by you Yes. Uh, as a weakness, but you also know how to use it as a strength. So one of my weaknesses is I, at times, can be very non-communicative. Okay. That comes in the form of not answering emails, not responding to texts in a timely fashion. Um, that is a weakness that I have. Where that also is a strength is when I am not responding. I don't have the – I don't feel entitled to respond to everything Entitled, is that right? Uh, I don't feel obligated. Obligated, thank mm-hmm. you. I don't feel obligated to respond um, because when my phone is not in my hand, that is an intentional decision and it allows me to be more present in my in my awesome. life. Awesome. That's a great example. So strength and weakness. It is. It's both. Yes. That's a great example. Thank you. I mean, I have another one for you. But... I want to hear your example. <laughs> Come on. I want to hear it. Yeah, we can stop there. No, give it okay, to me. Fine. I want to hear I it. I will. Okay. No, I love this one about you. Okay. True or False. Go for it. Becky Proudfit is not always the most patient person. Oh my gosh. This is a serious problem. Okay. So you're, you, you get yes. impatient sometimes, right? I do get impatient and I recognize it's, it's a symptom of other things. Which yes. is fine. But yes. tell me how that also is a strength. Cause I can talk about that all day. Because I also know how to fearlessly move forward no matter what. You get crap done. Girl. I get it done. You do get it done. Right. And so yes. it's both. Do you see what I'm trying yeah, to do totally. here? I love so, that. So yes, you have this quality of impatience, which we've talked about. That's why yes. it's such a safe space, a safe place. Um, because your lack of patience sometimes, which is not at all what defines Yes. you, but it's one of your things. Yes. Like I have a lot of things. We could talk about all things. We all of my have things. a lot of things. Right. Everyone has their things, but yes. I've also seen that I don't know anyone that quite gets crap done the way you do because of your own, like, here we go. I'm snapping my fingers. Yeah. Like, here we go. We're getting it done. I'm moving forward in my life, whether it's an emotional, mental um, yes. type of work, or it's like actually making jalapeno off the list. jelly at midnight. Just a, saying. No, for real Tuesday though. Night. Who does that? I do. You do. I'm so glad I did. You will be so glad later today that I did Will too. it be served up for cream cheese with crackers? Duh, of course. <gasps> I'm legit so excited right now. That's so my favorite thing. Did you know that was my favorite thing? I did thing? not know that was your favorite thing, but oh, I love it so much. It's good. You're going to really like it. Okay. Do you want to talk about one of my weaknesses? Yeah, I sure do. You want me to tell you the one I came up with? Yeah. Or you want to, no. Well, you hold probably, on. I want to hear the one fair. you came up with. Well, and it's then only I'll try fair that you, you okay. bring one out. Okay. But you haven't had time to think about it. I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep thinking. Go oh, ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you the thing that came to mind. I mean, the list really is long. But I sometimes, again, doesn't define me, but I can be very critical. Okay. I know. Hold on. I know that surprises you. I don't say mean things about people. That's not what I mean. Yeah. I critique. I'm an editor. 
I can pick apart anything. I can tell you all day long what you did wrong Mm -hmm. about something. Totally. I just am, I don't mean to be, but I'm very editorial. And by the way, fun fact, I actually am very editorial, like with words. You're very editorial. Okay, so that's a weakness because I find myself being agitated that people aren't, you know this about me, even in our relationship, Uh I dot I's and I cross T's and details are so important to me. And so when other people don't, when they don't, it's not when other people don't, it's when other people might not place the same value on Yes, that that's do, a good way to put it. Or understand right? the value of that, yes. So you can see, like, that's mm-hmm. a weakness in that, like, I can come across as very critical is a weird word because it sounds mean, but I'm never mean. It's, I'm just, I can, I'm a critic. I can critique. I can edit, right? How that's a I strength. think you're a perpetual improver is a better way to put it. Because actually, Taylor is very, my husband's very much the same way. Oh. And it took me a long time to understand that when he was offering like how something could be better or giving me input, I used to take that as like, well, you think criticism. I, I, you think I suck. You think everything I do sucks. And criticism is very different, but very yes. different. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see like I when when you said critical, my face was like, well, I don't think you're critical mm-hmm. um, because I find that to be a strength as where I am not strong in that all the time, most most of the time, if we're being honest. I really appreciate that. Like, I love that you help me fill in the gaps of something I'm not super strong in. Well, here's where it comes full circle for me. Thank you for saying that. That was kind. I have not viewed that as a strength in my life. I've always viewed that. I've always felt very insecure about it because I fear coming across as a critical person. Right, right, right. When really that's not, I'm coming from a good place. I think that attention to detail is important. And like you said, it's all about putting the value on it and it's valuable to me. But I've always felt like that was a freakish thing. Let's go back to the freak flag. Mm-hmm. And, and now as I'm coming into this new year, I feel like I just, because I've you know laid out the groundwork laid out the groundwork for this episode. And as I was pondering about that specific trait, I was like, dude, yeah, I can be really editorial. And also because I'm editorial, I am constantly able to edit my life. Mm. Ooh, there you go. Ooh, I like that. So that's my choice though, to frame that. So sure. It's a weakness if I ever get edgy about people's inability to, but you're constantly on the path of self-improvement because you are essentially a perpetual improver. So what I'm saying is Ooh, I like that. we all have weaknesses and strengths, duh, mm-hmm. right? But I invite you, as you're writing some things down, write about one or two of your weaknesses that you can choose to frame in a way that actually, it's, it's, it's waving the freak flag. You yeah. can embrace it, own it, and be like, actually, this is really cool in my life. This is how it serves me, mm-hmm. and this is how it can serve those around me even better. And do you know what I like about that is I feel like sometimes a barrier in friendship is not being willing to own and accept your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Like when Becky tells me I'm impatient in certain things, like A, I know that about myself. I don't love that about myself. But this is a safe place. It's like, a safe place, and also we get to laugh at each other. Oh, totally. We very much But do you that. know what I mean? I think there's something about owning that piece. Yes. And I love how you've reframed it to say, well, that comes when I channel that that impatience through light and through goodness, like it makes me a very effective worker and I'm able to push things forward. Other people can't. Totally. And so I love how reframing that because I think the key in the reframing is it helps you be, have a more healthful relationship yes. with, what's, with what you're about. 
Heck good to the job. Yes. I like that. Well, there's more. There's more. That was, just, I kind of wanted to go a little deeper on that because I really think it's important for us to really own how our weaknesses can be our strengths. Because guess what happens when we frame it that way? The powers are unleashed, sister. Oh, we sure. can use those things about us for good. Mm-hmm. And isn't that what we're all supposed to do? There's yeah. so, so instead of viewing your weaknesses as like, I'm a crappy human and crap, I wish I weren't like that. Right. Like just recognize it for what it is and see how you can use it to benefit you. Well, and th- is that not like amplifying at its finest, yes. right? Like that exactly. comes back to the amplification because when you take that thought out of your head, like I need to change, I need to be different exactly, and take it to how can I amplify goodness within who I am? It's a totally different game. So this is the point where I'm going to cry. Oh, yes. Because I'm going to bring up Frozen. Come on now. I know. Elsa? Frozen 2 is what Well, Frozen 2 specifically because we're coming off the heels of that. Wasn't it delightful? I, well, I literally have to be careful talking about it because I will cry. (laughs) Right? Elsa? Okay. So, and and even the, the original Frozen... You guys go see Frozen just, and Frozen just 2. Just out of like curiosity. Yeah. I never thought about this before. Mm-hmm. You're very Elsa and I'm very Anna. Oh my gosh. Right? <gasps> Wait. Whoa. What? Are you sure? We finish each other's sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously oh That's totally true. I have I'm to, Anna, who's like, people just please love me. Please love me. I want safety and I want love. And please love me. I want safety and love. Now I'm really going to cry. Seriously. we're sisters. We're sisters. <laughs> you know why I love Elsa so much? Because she's a stone cold fox. Also. <laughs> so am I. She has the best costumes ever. I rock ever. that dress the same way that princess does. If you think for one minute... For one minute that we are not Anna and Elsa for I'm Halloween really next year. I'm going to really process that, but it's going to make me cry. I can't think about that very much right now because that's really precious. I'm going to go back and see it today, by the way. I'm not kidding. Like, want me, want to go with, like, with me? Well, hold on. We'll, we'll talk about that okay. when we're done recording because I'm like not even oh kidding. Oh my gosh, I I'm love that. I'm cry. Okay. Elsa. One and a half times she's crying. <laughs> I just want to, for the record, let the record stand. And Kay. those of you who went to Movaro with us, mm-hmm. who, rec- uh. who, who know a special night we had a tick list... This is another tick on my tick list. It I was is. right. You it cried is. one and a half times. <laughs> Only 13 people were there for that moment. Okay. Elsa, you guys, Elsa has this power. She has this magic. And is it not shamed? Did she shame oh, it herself? Shamed. Do you see what I'm saying? She, she tries to it. make it small. No, she tried She tried so hard. She tried with everything that she had in her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original Frozen tells the story. So I'm not going to like share everything about Elsa that I want to share because really that could be a whole episode. I'm not kidding. I'm going to cry just thinking about it again. But oh my gosh, when Elsa realizes that this thing that she's been cursed with, air yes. quotes, right? This, this magical by... power that she mm-hmm. has can actually be the greatest blessing ever. Oh. Oh my gosh. Right? Right? You guys, so just please look at your weaknesses as strengths. Look at them differently than you looked at them before. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all. There was a lot of words to get to that point. Ready for a few more examples of what I'm we can ready, write down? Okay. But the Disney reference really touched me in a I deep knew place that you would love soul. that for Disney, but I did not know we were Elsa and Anna. <gasps> I just want you to ponder that. And I want you to think well, of the end. I'm in the theater I as I watch it again. I want you to think of again. the end of Frozen 2 and what ends up happening with <sighs> Anna and with Elsa in their roles and what happens. And just think about it. I, I, we have to keep going because if I think yeah. about it, I will, the tears will roll. Right. It's a, I love the movie. 
I love this movie so very much. Okay, moving on. <laughs> As you're writing some other things down, here are a few other thoughts you could write about. You could write about, remember the other recently when I was talking about how I actually was in my Instagram stories. I just listened to the audio version of Emily Lay's book. It's called When Less Comes Becomes More. And she shared with her newsletter subscribers for free the audio of her first chapter. And I'm like, dude, generous. You're awesome. Right. We're doing that with our book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not a promise, but I'm just saying it's inspiring to do. A lot of people probably do that because it's yeah. a thing, right? But my point is, is I, I hadn't yet gotten the book. And so I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. She talks about how we got to question everything. Dude, that got me thinking. I got to question everything. It's going back to the 2020 travel schedule. Mm-hmm. I questioned everything. We questioned everything. So I right. want you to consider what things you need to question. Meaning, why are you doing certain things in your life? Why are mm. you committed to certain things? What could you let go of? But question it. Question it. Because so even though you've got a lot of good things going on in your life, why are you doing them? But question like essentially that. breaking free of like doing it just because it's what you've always Correct. done. Correct. Exactly. Hmm, I like that. That's question everything. Exercise. You could do a writing exercise that looks like declarations about who you are, whether that's in the form of affirmations or I am statements, Becky, and your autonomy episode, mm-hmm. you encouraged all of us to write a list of, um, I am the kind of person who mm-hmm. I did that sister. <gasps> Good stuff. There's a lot of versions of doing that kind of a list. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to start with, I'm the kind of person who it could start with. I am, I am. Yep. It could be, um, Yeah, it could be anything that you want, kind of in that similar vein. And another thing that I did recently and shared on Instagram is my and statements. Do you remember when I did Mm -hmm. that? I love your and statements. Um, I'm not going to read them all to you because I shared them on Instagram. But for example, I love to hustle and I hustle well. And I believe in being very intentional with stepping back and pushing the pause button. Yep. I am getting healthier and I still find myself in the drive-thru a couple times a week. That's okay, right? And here's a couple that I didn't put in that post. So this is not repeating anything. I have perfectionist tendencies and I'm really patient with myself. Ooh, I like that. I am ambitious and pretty chill. Kind of depends, right? I agree. I love running a company and I really don't want to manage people anymore. (laughs) That's the best and of all time. We've talked about that, like times and seasons. But anyway, I think your and statements... uh, powerful stuff guys I like it because it takes you out of that black and white polarization I the the older I get I feel like black and white mm-hmm. while wonderful hues mm-hmm. there's no place for them in my life truly nope. I mean truly and I know people are gonna say well no there's some things that are certain black and white truly no like life is lived in in that gray area and you can have boundaries and you can have core values that you don't and and lines you don't cross and that's great yeah but you have to understand that even if something's black and white to you it's not to someone else right and and things that you just always accepted um as truth without any thought behind them eventually somewhere somehow it's going to creep back up on you and you're going to have to examine it and actually choose the thing Mm -hmm. the choice is in the gray black and white is automatic choices in the gray but choices where we have power and where we have intention and where we can actually create the life we want. And because you mentioned core values, I'll mention that that is another thing that would be good to be writing down. Ponder for for yourself and then write it down. What are your core values? Have you ever written that down? Have you ever written down Give us a little like one second, whatever, maybe, maybe 15. I'll give you 15. Okay. You'll give me 15 seconds. What what do you value in your life without me even filling in the blank first, right? Before I even give you examples. If you could have one thing in your life in your day, what would it be? Mm -hmm. 
Yep. That's it. Um, but to take it further, some people are going to value connection more than anything. Some people are going to value financial freedom more than anything. Some people are going to value family more than anything. So you get the idea of like what, what true don't, please don't answer the question in the way that society expects you to. Mm. If family isn't like the most important thing that you feel brings you the most joy right now in this very moment, it, like I think it should. Right. But that's me. So, and so I want you to be very, but also you can dig deeper with that. And that's where it goes because you also could say, well, Beck, yes, your family is how that was actually a really bad example. I should is how family. no, but I actually like it because I think you're right. I think people are getting might be out there like, well, it should be like family and faith and whatever. But what does okay? So I'm just going to take you through this. What okay? What does your family bring you? Not what do you bring to your family? To you, Rebecca, individual autonomous. What does your family and being part of your family? What does that bring you? So much more joy than anything else in my whole life. Why does it bring you joy? Because it's real and eternal. Why? Okay, I'm going to get you there. Okay. I think in your family, yeah, you feel love in its purest sense of the word. Sure do. So really what you're feeling is love and acceptance. Mm-hmm. So the expression of love and acceptance for you that is the most profound is your family. Mm-hmm. But understandably so not everyone might feel love and acceptance in their family. Does that make sure. sense? So really your core yeah. value is not your family. It's your love and acceptance. Yeah. Does that make yep. sense? Yep. That does make sense. And I think that that's why it's important for us to really dig deep. Thanks for walking me through that at a couple layers deeper. Right. Mm-hmm. But for some people, the act of creating mm. is their greater value than pretty much anything else. So it's not saying creating is more important than family. Right. Do you see right. what I'm saying? Um, but if creating is something that at your core is so valuable to you that you feel so alive when you do it, please make sure that that's a thing in your life. Right. Does it need to trump everything else? No. Is family still important and it still needs to be prioritized? Heck to the yes. Right. Right. It's not like one is greater than another. But don't shove it down. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like when yeah. you actually write these things down and you realize what is truly at your core most valuable thing and you own it, then you're going to make sure that it happens in your life. I think for women, it's more of a problem probably than men is when we have family as part of the equation, anything else we feel like has to be secondary to that. Mm -hmm. When really that's like black and white thinking family has to be first, totally family has to be first. And also you can be a creator in your family. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. You can create and have a family. These are not either. It's not either or this is like the the general epitome of the and statement. Sure is. I value my family and? and creation. One is not greater than the other. Like these things can all coexist in a beautifully balanced way in your life. We're giving you so much to be pondering about. And like I said, I don't want to overwhelm anyone, but I'm so glad that we've gone deeper on a few of these things of what you can write about. The list I have of suggestions is twice as long as what I've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to, I honestly will share more of that when we share the audio course. I, I'm bringing it up because as premature well, as that is, seems. This, this work that we're talking yes. about right now is really what we're going to we're going yeah. to be really deep diving in it's in audio so course I'm so, i am so, so excited to cr- to like continue creating it to i be know honest with you are you mad that i let the cat out of the bag no of course good. not you can't be mad at me of course not because i'm elsa 
Because I'm Elsa, and I'll freeze you. And I'm beautiful. And I'm beautiful. And, and I'm the big sister. Sparkly hair. You are the big sister, though. I am the big Back sister. So many oh, levels. There's of so this. many things okay. about that relationship. What I digress. I digress. Okay. Okay. Really quickly, this is, does not require any explanation. Just one more writing idea. A little ode to Oprah. A little nod to Oprah. What if you wrote what I know for sure? Remember how Ooh, she had that yes. last column in her magazine? Mm-hmm. And she, anyway, just just say it. Or a mission statement. Or things you feel called to do. Like, seriously, the list is long. I like but- what I know for sure because I feel like it goes along with that writing assignment from the autonomy episode. Yes. And that is an easier list to make. I feel like when you say write a mission statement, like, hello, I've gone to things and I have a mission statement. And also it was like the most gut-wrenching yeah. peel back to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, a, a, say again what the verbiage is. Things uh, I know to be true. Uh, things I know for sure. Things I know for sure. I mean, it could be either way. Things I know for sure is so much easier. Like yeah. just start compiling that list. Yep. Just like start writing that. it down. Articulate it. Sit in the car and say it to your phone. Whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. We do need to wrap up. Not because there's Dang a it. rule. It doesn't have to expire at a certain time. But I do. I don't want this to be so long and overwhelming. I do want yeah. to wrap up with a couple of thoughts. Have you heard the saying, you can't boil the ocean? No, but I like it. It's a good it. one. And honestly, I, somebody has said that, or it's just one of those phrases, but you can't boil the ocean. As you think about the goals and resolutions to the point that, that it overwhelms you and you think mm-hmm. that you've got to change everything overnight, come on now, right? Is that serving you very well? You know what I mean? It's not about changing. It's about getting in touch with. Yes, exactly. And what we want to do is avoid the feeling of getting to failure. So what we're inviting you to do is just zero in and get focused on what actually matters the most by becoming more clear about what you're about and what you want to be about. So as we kind of close this out and you're focusing on and thinking about what you want to amplify, can you also give yourself a little bit of credit and acknowledge what you're already amplifying? Can you do that? That would be mm-hmm. a really good thing to do, right? Yes. Recognize what's already happening. That's good. Yes, absolutely. Um, what do you want? You know, thinking about those definitions that I shared about amplify, what do you want to make more marked, more intense, expanded, larger, greater, stronger? Those are those words, Mm -hmm. right, that are helping us to understand what it means to amplify our life. And I can't not bring up the significance of stillness in all of this. Now, we did a whole episode, episode 12, with our dear friend Hillary Weeks. That is all about stillness. If you're like, oh, I do need more stillness in my life, I'm telling you that episode still, all these episodes later, is still one of my favorites because this topic and this um, principle is so important to me and it has been so much more pivotal in my life as I've implemented it. But when you're thinking about how to amplify your life and you're thinking about how to be the very best version of yourself in 2020 and you're thinking about your goals and all these things, if you are not taking a minute to be still, and I mean on a regular basis, like make this a thing in your life, please don't find every gap in your life and fill it. If you see a gap, let me just give you an example. If you get to the carpool line early and you know that you have 10 minutes, hey, I am all for checking my phone, catching up on texts, responding to a few Instagram DMs. Like I am all about that. But when I feel like I need stillness, you better believe I'm just going to put the phone down. Yeah. I'm going to close my eyes and I'm just going to be still. Being still will bring us greater clarity for sure. Make no mistake that avoiding stillness in your life by coping mechanisms or these things we do like that it's a coping strategy totally like you're hiding 
and and that's okay. Like it's okay to recognize for what it is. But recognize it. Um, I'm telling you right now, I'm not taking a moment of stillness when I'm in an anxious moment because mm-hmm. I'm not totally comfortable yeah. being alone with myself yeah. at that moment. Um, but but I think recognizing those those things we do, those behaviors that are kind of automatic for what they are, um, gives you power to to choose or not choose to do it. Um, when I am choosing to be in a bad moment and be on my phone or listening to music to drown out the noise in my head or whatever, like I know it's a coping tool and I'm fully aware of what I'm doing when I do it, which makes it okay. Hmm. When it's not okay is when it's the default thing you do to avoid feeling negative emotion. Um, so just recognize it for what it is. It's cool. We all do it. The other day you had a CT scan. And I went with you. Sure did. Made a date out of it, right? Yeah. After the CT scan, we grabbed some takeout from Cheesecake Factory because so it's your good. tradition after having your... It's my ritual. Yeah, it's your ritual. I don't know why. I have and rituals. And then we went to see a movie, which was A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. <sighs> that movie has been in my heart and right. mind. Right, I know. But I'm Aww. only... Listen, we got to... We got to okay. like... That, that whole we gotta movie wrap is it another up. episode. But let me, let me tell you why I'm bringing this up. Okay. Okay. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers and Lloyd... Mm-hmm. You, guys, you guys have to see the movie, but I'm not so going to spoil anything by sharing the scene. Yes. They go to lunch, and Mr. Rogers is really mentoring this guy who's a reporter who is just writing an article about Mr. Rogers. But Mr. Rogers basically forces Lloyd into stillness. Do you remember that yep. scene? He said, we're just going to have 60 seconds. He basically invited the whole restaurant to just shut it down for a second. It was mm-hmm. the most kind, gentle way I've ever seen it, something being shut down. As a viewer of the movie... Like, it was almost a little uncomfortable at because first. Because they literally left 60 literally. seconds of the movie. Like, you participated in right. this. But what happened to Lloyd in that 60 seconds? And the camera zooming in mm-hmm. on his face, and hello, good acting also. But he figures things out. Mr. Rogers simply asked him a question. Mm-hmm. He asked him a question It was about to a sticky point in his life. Uh-huh. And it was about people who have helped him to become mm-hmm. the person that he is. Right. Right. And so with the 60 seconds of pondering and quiet and stillness, you watch the expression mm-hmm. on his face completely change. Go from kind of annoyance and anger mm-hmm. to like, I don't want to think about this to the end of the minute. Like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I need to be thinking about this differently. So what's the point here? We need to be still. Even when you guys, it's I, uncomfortable. I can't even tell you. There are things that will be unfolded to you that you cannot receive if not for stillness. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. It's true. There are things in my life that would have never come to me the way that they came to me if I hadn't been still for a minute. And I'm not saying that sometimes it happens in the moment of stillness. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Sometimes yeah. just the act of being still and taking that and making that a part of my regular life allows for me to have moments that I wouldn't have ever otherwise had had yeah. I not been in this pattern of of um instilling stillness right the moral of the story is don't run away from yourself Mm -mm. be autonomous stand Mm -hmm. in your own two feet and Mm -hmm. get to know yourself so take the time to be still go see a beautiful day in the neighborhood go see frozen Frozen (laughs) too there's so much to talk about with amplifying your life i am so honored Becky, for the friendship that we have, that you have inspired me with this word amplify and how, how cool and cyclical is that, 
that it came literally full circle. You and know, I love the word cyclical. I know well. you do. We help each other out, but I am so thankful for that influence that you had on me. And that for some reason, that word was what came to mind in developing this particular episode. It probably has gone a little long. Honestly, it's probably like super long and then I'm not going to apologize about it. Not going to apologize. Not going <laughs> to do it. But I will say that friends, we are so thankful for you. Thank you for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings you feel and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on. And we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. did you put in my shake did you drug me vodka did you drug oh (laughs) then I would definitely fall asleep did you drug me with some like let me be clear if you ever find vodka in my pantry something has gone very very wrong in my life if I find vodka in your pantry my first thought would be oh Becky's making homemade um homemade vanilla extract was what I would think did you notice I started laughing when you said homemade that I I I did something from scratch okay I'm gonna send you some homework to do you can't be a podcaster unless you know about Festivus. That's for sure. I want to be clear about something. You don't have to be socially relevant or human to have watched these shows. They actually serve you in no way. Not even shut a, your I'm sorry. mouth. You're I'm wrong. sorry, but it's they so, serve you in no way. That's just false. So That's you learn comedic timing. Is that what it is? And joy. And you learn joy through Seinfeld. I learn. I <laughs> am telling you that there were times in my youth where I was not feeling joy. Where I was able to watch Seinfeld and feel joy. Okay, you're right. True. I didn't have the gospel, folks. It was Seinfeld. (laughs) (laughs) You got to start somewhere. Right? If I had an extra like $2.5 million, Mm -hmm. I know what I would do with it. What's up? Purchase a house on Sunset Beach in Hawaii. A shack right on the beach. Can I make an observation? Yes. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Say Say it. Go ahead. I just... Go ahead. She just switches her dream location. No, I don't. Hawaii has been a solid three years. Week. Every week.